Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. going to start a Doors tribute band. It's going to be called Windows, but it's not going to be available on Apple Music. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring Dags and Johnny Rage. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast, and now you're in for a big treat. And when I say a treat, I mean empty calories and something you really shouldn't have had. Johnny Rage. Boy, did I perk up when I saw you, when I heard you say treat. So there's nothing? No candy bar? No snicker? No fun size bar? We are working on the studio barn here. Yeah. And I do need a treat dish for you. How do you like how deep my voice is because I'm sick? Yeah, Johnny Rage has been fighting the flu. What's did- the definition of flu? Everybody says, did you have the flu? I don't know what the flu is because some people say when you have the flu, you throw up. Some people say, no, you don't throw up. I've just had my own definition of it called just yuck. Remember the Mr. Yuck stickers? Mr. Mr. Yuck, yuck is, is green. green. Oh, Mr. Mr. Yuck, yuck is, is mean. mean. That's he, what I feel like. He's got jeans. Put a Mr. Yuck sticker all over me because it's been three weeks. Three weeks, I tell you. That's, that's what we need down here in the barn slash man cave slash Guns and Roses. Mr. Yuck stickers? Mr. Yuck stickers. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, but you got to go on eBay. Oh, they're $300 on eBay. You know, I you know people are talking about the bird flu. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they have wings. Big deal. Of course, the bird flu. Yeah. Are you looking up real time? No, I'm looking up uh, to see if I can get Mr. Yuck stickers. That's what I said, in real time. In real it's time. not real time because this is being recorded. Speaking of the time... You know that we are, oh, we, oh, we, oh. we are home to the, I can't even tell you what number of Super Bowl it is because that logo, I, I'm it's, not a- It's Lee. General Lee? I thought it, we were against Confederate. It's Super Bowl Lee. Oh, Isn't boy. that the worst logo? That is. It's like this bad 80s, which we love the 80s, of course. It has that 80s Tron font. Yeah. And it's purple. No well, one likes purple. No one looks good in purple. I don't even like purple anymore the way they disappointed us. Oh. Of course, we are on the heels- of probably one of the most disappointing loss. Did you, let's go back a week ago, or two weeks ago. We have to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Tell oh, the worldwide fans what's going on. Well, the Minnesota Vikings, I think the world knows already. Snuck out a win against the Narland Saints. Uh, 10 seconds, the 10 second walk-off touchdown by our man uh, Diggs, Stefan Diggs. We beat the New Orleans Saints, Euphoria, the entire state of Minnesota. Did you see all the tweets and all the Facebook postings of the, the Minnesota Miracle? The Minnesota Miracle. Oh, God. So, okay, we beat the New Orleans Saints, which I thought we were going to do anyway. We do it in dramatic fashion. Ten seconds left on the clock. Then we go into Veterans Stadium, I think they call it. Filthy Delphia. Treated the Minnesota fans with great disrespect. Um, 
we go in there and get the sugar absolutely kicked out of us. 38-7. We start. It was so promising. Did you watch much of the game? Of course. I watched the entire thing. Now, tell me what happens with a collapse like that. You are the expert. That's why we hired you on the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. How does a collapse like that work? Well, I think, what happened? Well, and my my thought process is they did the unthinkable the week before winning as times run. never happens in football where time runs off the clock and you enter into the end zone. The euphoria, the, the um, exuberance, everything that went into winning that game was hard to duplicate come back the following week. Um, I equate it to White Bear Lake, Minnesota, where I'm from, has a very good boys hockey team. The problem is there's one team that steps in their path to go to the Minnesota High School Hockey Tournament, and that's the Hill Murray Pioneers. When White Bear does beat the Hill Murray Pioneers, it's um, a moment that they shoot their load and when they get to the state tournament, to them, they've already won the state tournament. They have nothing left to give. And I felt that was uh, the case for our Minnesota Vikings. Extremely disappointing, though, to see your team. I, I mean, I thought they were going to lose. I was a minority in this, but not that badly. Not that badly. And that's the problem. You know, they always like, oh, I bleed purple, and you don't watch it enough, and you're just hopping on the bandwagon. The problem is when you watch this, you invest this much time, and then it's just over. No, I mean, that's what I was talking to somebody. They were 13-3, and three, had the top defense in the NFL, and they almost lost it. They almost lost the game in their first playoff game. What did 13-3 and three in a number one defense get you? One additional playoff game? I mean, truthfully, they probably should have. Their season should have ended. Um, it was miraculous. The Minneapolis miracle catapulted them to end up beating the New Orleans Saints. But... The effort level when they went into Philadelphia was just like, you know what? We probably shouldn't be here. I don't think they thought they were supposed to win. Therefore, but they started, it was such a promising game, though. We go, we marched down the field, we get seven points. And then, uh, of course, we had the interception. And then shit just hit the fan. It was over before the second quarter even started. When his arm got whacked, that seems like that was it. That, you're, you're probably right. It was about that point where... You know, just came crashing down. Do you think him. that his brain, he just is, doesn't have enough wisdom, not seasoned enough to be able to get through that? Because the emotion, the pressure, I always liken it to a 300 game in bowling. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the physical, it's a mental. That you it's, have to do, is it 12 strikes? You have to just... Perfection every time. Every time. So it's really you against your mind is what it is. But, you know, there's one sport that I think home field advantage is an extreme benefit, and that's football. You have no margin of error to make any mistakes because if the crowd sees blood, they pounce on it, and that energy level is released with their players. That was a coliseum. That was gladiator. Exactly. And the Vikings, the irony is they're named the Vikings. Mm-hmm. But they're all, oh, Minnesota, the miracle. and Oh, yeah, they, the fans treated us poorly. Going in there, you're battling. Yeah, but you, so you're defending the fact that the filthy Delphia fans? No, but you knew what they were. You knew it. I mean, I remember years ago throwing batteries. They have a, they have a judge right in the stadium. Where? In the stadium, Philadelphia. 
They have a judge and everything right I, there. I prefer to call it Filthy Delphia, but go ahead. It's probably Judge Ito. Yeah. That's the only person that can judge me. You can't judge me, but Judge Ito can. Okay. What a useless judge he was. Is he the O.J. Simpson judge? Yes. Okay. Philadelphia is known for being that lion's den. So you got to go in there. You're the Vikings. You got a rage. You got a Johnny Rage. It's warrior mindset. So what? Bring a gun with or what? I mean, no, bring that attitude, that rage that you so have. So you're going to take on 65,000 raucous fans by yourself because you got your Minnesota Viking sweater on and hockey. Well, yes, get, get away from the purple. Okay. I don't like the purple. Nothing, no one looks good in purple. Oh, yeah, but you're from Minneapolis and Prince. Purple rain. We talked about this. What about Barney the dinosaur? He looks great. Oh, he's ferocious. He looks awesome. I miss Barney. Why does he have dentures? He doesn't have fangs and canine incisors. Because they're so soft and non-threatening for the young children. But Barney looks good. And why are hippos, we've talked about this before, why are hippos powerful? More people are killed in Africa by hippos than any other animal. They're ferocious, powerfully defend their territory. They can bite through a freaking brick wall well i mean look at the weight i mean what are they two thousand pounds but that being said in cartoons and everywhere they're always depicted as a pink feminine little thing in a tutu why is that i guess they haven't really faced a actual hippo who has where they could describe exactly the the wrath of that thing are they they seem they kind of mosey through the water and they don't really seem they seem to be kind of a docile thing We've never really, I mean, a lion, you've witnessed it on Mutual of Omaha where it attacks. Have we ever witnessed a hippopotamus uh, clamping down and going in for the kill? On the YouTubes. You have. Yes. Okay. Powerful. Isn't it weird they're a vegetarian, but they're ferocious? You would think something that ferocious would eat meat, be a carnivore. Yeah, you could, they could certainly break a lot of bones, uh, no doubt, uh, just with their sheer size and, and stepping on you and stomping on you. What, maybe the Vikings should become the hippopotamuses. Yes, the we'll hippos. change our colors. To, the to, hippos. To pink? Yes, to pink. The pink hippos, the raging hippos. Sounds like some weird... Uh, Band? Roller derby. The raging hippos, I like that. I talked about my... I was at... Of course, we know my roller derby story. I don't have to get into it, but... Um, yeah, so the Vikings extremely disappointed. Is there anything we can do to get back at the Vikes? Can we like assemble them and have us watch us do something and then we'll just completely collapse and disappoint them? But why do we have to bleed purple? Why can't we say you suck? You should get better. You should, I do. You should get, I know, but I you're in the minority. I, you know, you watch the Facebook and the Twitter. Oh, I'm going to do, I'm going <laughs> to do your voice. Oh, we still love our guys. It's like, no, I don't. I, I'm, I was convinced you were going to lose that game going into it. Again, I was a minority. I bet money against the Vikings. I saw this coming. When everybody in the world says the Vikes are going to do something, or when everybody in the world does something else, completely do the opposite. It was um, just a, you knew this was going to happen. But I saw people, I don't care. I'm still proud of my Vikings. It, it gets old. You, you actually, like you talked about before, invest time and energy all season long. And they go 13-3, and three, and they fight for home field uh, advantage, which they don't get except for one game. And then they absolutely blew it almost in the first game. They were given a gift. Don't you rally behind the fact that, guys, 
it came very close to a season ending play or to a season, our season being over. Doesn't that, ra- doesn't that rally your team? Yes. You should, like I said, you should be in that mode. Exactly. But they came out flat and absolutely laid an egg. It was just, and I, I'm not, I can't support if it would have been a battle. They lost in the closing seconds by a field goal, maybe. But I just can't, I can't support that. And, and I don't uh, bleed purple like you're saying. I'm not one of them. How about the Super Bowl? Are you going to watch it? Or are you going to give a damn? I'm not a big fan of the Super Bowl uh, to begin with. It's here in Minneapolis. Kind of fun to watch all the activities beforehand. Um, they've got the NFL experience. I was thinking about making my way down there. But it's, uh, I mean, I'll probably check in on it, but I will not be at a party dedicating five hours to two teams I don't really give a crap about. And I hope both of them, I hope the both of them kick the shit out of each other, truthfully. Why do people hate the Patriots? Why do they hate the Yankees? Why do they hate winning teams? Do they feel the same about the Bulls? It seems to be basketball, you know, at its peak in the 90s with Michael Jordan. People are like, ah, I'm sick of Bulls winning. I didn't hear that. Did you hear that vibe? But it seems like the Yankees, the Patriots, the Cowboys. Well, the problem with the Yankees is they go out and buy their payroll is deeper than most. And so they would never build their team through their farm club. They would always do it by just pl- plucking the top players from other teams. And, and, and they were very successful at it. And that's what bothered people where you've got a small market like us, Minnesota, and we have to do it through our farm club, through drafts, with some free agency. But the Yankees have such deeper po- pockets because there's such a fluctuation in how much each team makes in, the, in Major League Baseball. It's not uniform. A big market team versus a small market team gets more money and gets to keep it. And that's why you have people that don't like the Yankees. Uh, the people don't like the Patriots anymore because they've just won too much. We're, we're sick of them now. Powerful segue to other sports. I watched a movie on the Netflix, Born Strong. Okay. It's a story of uh, the Arnold Strongman classic. So it's they, uh, the Arnold get to the chopper. Arnold, the, the people are lifting and the, the the things and they're doing and <laughs> they're such things. You ever notice that when he can't, like I told you that when he comes up with a word, he can't come up with a word. And the people with the addictions and they're going to the places where they go, they get away from the addictions. And it was hilarious. But I watch it. it Trump, Trump kind of has that. He his vernacular is not the best, and he'll kind of work himself in a corner. But so he'll he'll usually use the word major league, you know, or big time. Big league. Big league. Big league. Trust me, big league. Okay. So it was on Netflix. It's boring strong. It, it it followed a bunch of guys like Brian Shaw, Half Half Thor Bjornsson. He's a guy from Game of Thrones, the big the mountain. Eddie Hall is a dude from uh, Great Britain. And then there's a dude from Lithuania, Savakis. Really hard to pronounce. He's got this huge name. But it's the Arnold Strongman classic. And it's following these guys and showing them all over the world that uh, Hathor is from Iceland. Eddie Hall is from England. He's from a real rough and tumble part of England. Kind of reminds me of uh, Conor McGregor's from a rough part of Ireland. And then you have uh, you have the American, which is uh, Brian Shaw, and then the Lithuanian. They didn't talk much about the Lithuanian guy, but he's, he's won it, the Arnold, uh, seven times, I believe. So he's, but he's 40 years old. And they have the young kids coming up. So it's showing these guys coming together and, and competing in this contest. It's, it's kind of a cool show, but it's a straight documentary. A lot of documentaries, they, 
they have the bad guy, the protagonist, and the good guy, like Pumping Iron is one of my favorite, where they have Arnold, they take him. And I don't know if it started out that way that he, the director knew that he had charisma and they wanted to focus on him <laughs> versus Big Louis. Louis, they, Louis they, he came off like, like an idiot. Well, I mean, he couldn't talk or hear, right? I mean, But even that, though, they, they uh, made him up like, I can do it, I'm strong. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, uh, Matt Fringo, Louis' dad, is the first time uh, Louis saw Arnold, he's like, Dad, he's so big. You know, so that's one of my favorite. But, it, I mean, the lines from that Franco and you had all these characters. In this movie, none of them really had a real strong personality. The only one that they, they tried to pump up was this Eddie Hall, the tough guy from England. So what are, they, what are they doing? What are they following them? What's the premise of this whole thing? The competition for the Arnold uh, Strongman Classic, which is they do uh, traditional strongman. Lift tires, lift batteries. Yeah, this one's a little different. It's got, uh, they, have, uh, they have a log lift where they take a log and press it over. I think it's called the Austrian Oak, named after Arnold. They have different events. They have one where they have to take a sled and kind of go up an incline ramp. They have a straight deadlift, but they use straps on. Johnny Rage, you were powerful at the deadlifts, by the way. I was. Back, back in, in the day. Golden era. You got to get back to it. To deadlifts? No, just gym. Just get in there. Yeah. We'll think about that one. But it's a straight documentary. It's not, they don't, so it, to me it was a little boring. I like, you, you need to pump it up a little bit. Get it, It'd be very good for people that are into the sport. But it's kind of a straight, reminds me of like a YouTube documentary. So is it just one episode or is it multiple? It's a it's a show. It's a movie. Just yeah. one. Okay. It's it's called Born Strong. It's when when does it take place in time? I think the twenty is it the twenty seventeen Arnold Classic. Oh, okay. But you know how they it takes them a while to make a movie, so maybe it's the twenty sixteen. Okay. But it's it's cool to watch that. It's cool to you see the strength athletes. What they the the amount of food they have to eat is insane. Do they show what they were eating? Yeah, like tons of steak and just shoveling and, it in. Like they? this one dude, uh, Eddie Hall is six two, almost four hundred pounds. Ouch! And he's talking about that he's going to be dead in ten years if he doesn't drop that weight. Too I mean, hard on the ticker. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're like sumo wrestlers. They're force feeding. He said, if you don't like to eat, you can't do the strongman contest. But they're still physically well put together not like a sumo wrestler it's just a blob of goo right well if you look at some of them like if you look at brian shaw a lot of them were basketball players he's almost six nine four over 400 pounds giant men yeah but built proportionally like the half uh half thor bjornsson looks like a bodybuilder and he's six nine four, 400 pounds these guys are gigantic and they look at eddie hall powerfully built but six two which is short compared to those guys but he's not short in real life, but it's just the comparison. And he has a huge gut. And the uh, Zavakis, the Z guy, is another guy with, he has that huge belly. So there's hope for me. I could get involved with this huge belly. Maybe they could tape and video. What would your me. nickname be? Uh, Boxcar Willie takes uh, 10 guys to hug 10 guys to, 10 girls to hug me and a boxcar to lug me. Tractor trailer to lug you. Dang right. Dane tootin'. It was a pretty straightforward documentary, though. They didn't talk about steroids, which I wish they would have. Yeah. But they're not going to, right? No. No. But if it was a real... Maybe so, they're just not using them anymore. Wink, wink. Yeah. That reminds me, though, you're talking... As you're talking about that, I'm thinking of the average offensive lineman. You know, for the Minnesota Vikings, or for that matter, any professional football team. 
these guys get injured constantly. If you ever notice the guys that are going down, and I'm trying to figure out why. Well, I think it's their weight. You talked about these guys being over 400 pounds. Look at these offensive linemen. On average, 380, 390. Well, you look at the insertions of the tendons and ligaments, too. You have that much torque. They're putting that way more muscle on that frame. And, and just the torque, like picking something up, uh, you know, a 1,000-pound deadlift. If you tweak your knee just a little bit, think about it. That much stress being put on it. It's, it's just like the racehorses when they juiced them up and put so much muscle on them. The body, you know, there's a weak link. If you take your computer and you overclock the processor, something's going to give. If you take your car and you crank up the horsepower, some linkage is not going to be able to handle it. So that's what happens. You have way too much power and torque and weight. Well, I, and, and to combat that, I always said golf has figured it out. With the technology today and the shape these golfers are in, they're driving the ball on average 380 yards, 350 yards. So what do golf courses do? They extend the hole. I think football has to have a wider and longer field. These guys are too big and too fast to play on a standard 100-yard football field. What do you think of the toll they're on the body in golf, like Tiger Woods? Well, the guy swung so hard he took his back out. And just um, everything, yeah. Yeah. You know, and you, you have to walk. Um, which is, I don't know. Does that is that toll walking? I, I guess Tiger Woods, yes, because of the fact he said that his revolutions were just crazy. He'd come back and get that club speed like nobody else did, and that eventually took a toll on his back and then his knee from walking. But look at how long he was able to endure before he had to kind of somewhat. I don't know if you'd call Tiger Woods retired or not, but football players they don't have longevity like that. I mean, yeah. Tiger Woods has been golfing for twenty years. More than that, if you look at his college and high school days. Did you see someone uh, when he was uh, putting the other day here? Was that yesterday? Someone yelled a, I did a, not. a line from, uh, from uh, an Adam Sandler movie, the golf movie. Yeah, when he, with Bob Barker. Yeah, <laughs> and he got really pissed. What was the line again? What's a, uh, oh, I think it's like, get in your home, or why don't you go home? You know, the ball. You know when he yells at the ball, remember? Billy, uh, wasn't that? What's his Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore. Yeah, as, as I was going to say Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah. No, no better part of that movie though when him and Bob Barker get into the oh, the Price is Wrong, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, Jack Nichols, Nichols, Jack Nicholas, and Tiger Woods both at their prime, who wins? Boy, you know, there's always that thought process. Um, right now, you'd have to say Jack Nicholas just because Jack Nicholas has won. There's so many things that you have to put into that formula. Um, Drive for show, putt for dough. Yeah, but Jack Nicklaus has won more major championships than Tiger Woods did. I'm saying their game. Who wins? Yes. If you could, well, that's kind of what Rocky, remember? They, they try to, that was one of the old premises. They're like, if Rocky was back in his prime, could he fight our current champ? And then Rocky ends up fighting the current champ. That was the premise of the whole thing. Um, Boy, that's a, that's, that's, a, I mean, it, that, that. I know, it's just a fun question. It's a, it is a fun question. I'd have to say probably Nicholas, just because he's done it, he's won more championships than, but, Tiger, but, but then again, has Tiger Woods not won as many as Jack because Jack didn't have the competition that there is today? I mean, there's so many things to go into that for That's the other thing, too, the competition. Yeah, the competition when Jack Nicholas played. I don't want to say that those guys weren't good golfers, but. You have guys that train nonstop who, are, who dedicate their lives to golf, you know, early, early on. 
I mean, I'm talking beginning of high school. You didn't have that probably with Nicholas. You probably had some guys that were just good, enrolled their talent, but didn't train like the golfers do of today. Everyone that's listening, the entire world listens to Amish Baby Machine, the most powerful podcast ever created. We have a Patreon page I wanted to talk to you about. Patreon is a page where you can donate and help people with their projects. So Patreon is a way if you're like, hey, we dig your podcast, we dig the Amish Baby Machine, I'm going to give you a couple bucks to help you with new equipment. Uh, we're getting this barn going here. So if you go there, it's just uh, patreon.com. Type in Amish Baby Machine. I'm working on the page now. It's got an old video from the old host when I used to host with a uh, powerful Jeff. So basically you can go on there and you can donate. You can donate a dollar a month. You can donate $50 a month. You can do a one-time donation. And the page is going to change. But basically, if you go there, check it out. Help us out. We really appreciate it. Also, make sure you go to iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. And please give us a five-star review. If you do, it will unlock secrets to the universe through this flat earth that we live on. You should follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. We're on Instagram. Facebook page, like our Facebook page. The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. You watched a new movie, right? I did. I done did. Tell the kids about the movie that you just enjoyed. Well, I don't know if I enjoyed it. It's uh, called 12 Strong. I saw it uh, Saturday night. And it was the movie about uh, when 9-11 hit, when Bin Laden sent over his lackeys to take out the Twin Towers. Why was it Osama on Fox News, but it was Osama everywhere else? Well, remember about, that? I love George Bush, Bush number one. He used to call Saddam Saddam, Saddam Hussein. Um, I kind of think that's a shot at the person, just to kind of squeeze him a little bit. Do you remember the Abrams tank right on the barrel that said sodomizer on it? I, I, I do not remember that, but it doesn't shock me. But 12, 12 Strong was um, a true story. And it was the story of a SEAL team that was our first response to what happened with the 9-11 tragedy. Um, we went in there with 12 guys, therefore the title, 12 Strong. And our objective was to bring air support into the current fighters. Uh, they actually linked up and rendezvoused. They went into Afghanistan and linked up with uh, some of the freedom fighters that were currently fighting the Taliban and couldn't stand them. And so they had to go through the introduction phase, feel each other out. Did they trust each other? Was this the people they're actually supposed to meet? Or were these people actually the Taliban who in the middle of the night were going to surround the 12 Americans and just kill them? So you have to go through that process. Then they gain their trust. And the, the general that they linked up with is actually the vice president of Afghanistan today. He um, absolutely hated the Taliban. And his number one goal was to root them out of Afghanistan. And this is a story of how we supported them with airstrikes, but also these 12 guys um, went into battle shoulder shoulder to shoulder with the Afghani troops to um, try to wipe out the Taliban, our first initial response to what happened again with the 9-11 attacks. And the, the, the mission that they were doing was to get to a town, Mashar Sharif, and take out the Taliban there. The, it was kind of a suicidal mission. That's how they set it up. Guys, I can't ask you to do this because I don't know if you're ever going to come back. And nothing would give us greater honor than to do It's all that bravado 
that the military guys like to do. That the Vikings should have had. That the Vikings should have had. Very good point. Yeah. I love that though. Guys, it was always a southern guy. I can't they, I can't ask you guys to do this. Probably aren't gonna come back, but which one of you wants to step up and do this? And then they all you know, oh Captain, we're with you one hundred percent. Captain By the way, we do that. I give that speech every time we do this podcast. I give a pep talk uh-huh. and we do smelling salts. The <laughs> listeners What's yes. the deal with the smelling salts? I love smelling salts. Yes. You know? I like smelling pepper too, but it makes me sneeze. All right, yeah. go on. Yeah. So anyway, no, uh, I think you get the gist of it. The battlefield is out in uh, Afghanistan, and we send in our finest to link forces and kick off basically the Afghan war that happened now that we're still embroiled in, I believe. I've kind of lost track where we are over there. Was it a good movie? Um, You know, I feel embarrassed to say this because you have 12 brave soldiers who went over there and fought valiantly for a great cause. Um, I, it was a slow burn, though. Um, and it was, I saw The Wall with John Cena, and it reminded me kind of of that movie. I've seen a lot of those movies. When it comes to a war movie, this is right or wrong, I like World War II movies instead. There's something more nostalgic about the world war about world war ii and the way that it happened where i guess we just have too many wars now and they all just seem like the same thing so world war ii of course i saw dunkirk and i didn't like that all that much either so i'm kind of talking did you see the thin red line you was that scott hamilton you were not like that that was a the guy from star wars was in that correct real talky movie you like action I like action movies, yeah. In this 12 Men, was there a good airstrike? Oh, I, yeah. Because I think every movie yeah. should have an airstrike. Oh, yeah. There was several, several good airstrikes. But, you know, when I go to a movie, too, I also look at what's coming. And I love the previews. And I have to tell you, the last year, from, I would say from May until now, there's really no good movies coming up. <clears throat> Nothing that gets you excited. Mission Impossible's got me excited. Well, I'm not a big fan of Oh, my God. You don't franchise. like Mission Impossible? I'm not a big fan of Tom Cruise, except for A Few Good Men. I love him in that movie. Tom you know. Cruise is the best. I don't know about that. Jack Reacher, no. But Top Gun, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible are great movies. I wish they'd get back to more... The, the television show. Do you remember the television dun, show? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, of course, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. In the beginning of it where they lift the wick. Tss, and the wick would go. Yeah. Dun, dun. What a great theme song. Dun, dun. Yep. Oh, yep. I got to play that. That is just the best. Right now, I wish you could insert that. Though. I know. It really fire me up. Yes. Dun, dun. But the TV show was more, wasn't about action. It was more about thinking. Yeah. Espionage. And the, the cool little. Spycraft. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yep. So I think the first Mission Impossible had more spy craft, and then it got into like I think that John Woo did one where it was just all, you know, over the top information, over the top. Uh, I mean, in just over the top action is what I'm trying to say. Is he the guy that did all the Conjuring films, John Woo? I think it is. Very good director. What's yeah. the difference between a director and a producer? Do you know, producer, I would assume gets all the gets the people together and. Executive producer gets the money. You don't know either. I get it. Okay. Yeah, the money. No, uh-huh. I'm not. But we do have uh, the Amish Baby Machine has powerful friends in the business. Well, who's the producer of this pro- program? That would and who's be... the director? I don't know. Can I be the director? Yes. Thank you. Yes. I love names. Makes me feel so important. I'm now the director. I'm now the director. I want to be the Foley artist. What's a Foley artist? Sound effects. Oh, 
Yeah. Okay. How about the grip? What's a grip? You always the, see the that. The key grip. The key That's, grip? I believe he's an electrician. I don't think so. Well, I, I probably think so, yeah. Okay. All right. So Mission Impossible. Yes. I like him. You know, they might be popcorn movies, but I like Tom Cruise. What's, what's your definition? It might be a popcorn movie. What does that mean? They're all popcorn. I go no. to a movie just Well, I know. That. I know. Yeah. Popcorn movie means there's nothing to it. It's just entertainment. You go there and you're eating popcorn. It's not a deep movie. You don't have to think about it. You know, you, you, know, you just reminded me, maybe this isn't the right time to bring this in, but you were talking about some of the pet peeves that you have and you wanted to reveal them. Powerful segue. Well- when you were talking about popcorn, I go to uh, 12 Strong a couple of days ago. Who did you go with? I put uh, a friend and my daughter. Brought both of them. But you can now get popcorn with real butter. First of all, why do they have to ask you, would you like butter topping on this? Does anybody deny that on popcorn? I don't know. You'd have to be a freak of nature to say no to putting butter. Well, do you remember when that, that period of, the diet, the popcorn diet where people air puffed, air popped. Do you remember the famous little thing? It was like oh, a Mr. Yeah. Coffee. Yeah, we had one. So, at my so house. people ate that dry ass popcorn. Yeah, it was terrible. Without topping. Yeah. But I mean, when you're at a movie theater, you go there for the popcorn. You go there for, I, I don't care if it's coconut. It's not even, they, they, remember they found out it's not even like butter. It's like coconut, oil, grease. Well, what it is, lubricant. What, it, what it is, is you should eat whole foods the way nature is. When you try to take things out, you, you want to eat something in its original state, which butter is a natural thing. Mm-hmm. But when you start taking things out, like they tried to make margarine, yeah. you start tweaking things. Right. Whatever God created it, that's the way to do it. Well, anyway, without getting too distracted here. So I go there, and now you know what they offer you on your popcorn? Real butter. Nice. Yeah, but it's not so nice. You want to know why? Why? They charge you for it. Instead of it being five fifty. If you want real butter, it's now six fifty, but they don't tell you that. So they just come back, here you go, sir, six fifty. I'm like, well, wait a minute, it says five fifty up there. You got butter, give me the money. Extra buck. Did you smuggle in a stick of butter in your any? No, but I may. For a full dollar, yeah, I put might. It, put it right in your belly button. That would be a good yeah. idea. <laughs> and then it's all ready to go. <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. But doesn't that I uh, in the movie theater, I I went to uh one of these taco bars, you know, the ones where they have all the, all the salsas out there and they're, they're fresh. They don't. What movie theater have you been? I've never witnessed. No, I'm telling you. So I went to the movie theater and I brought in, I'm saying. Oh. You ever been to the, like, I don't know what they're called, De La Soul, me, myself, and I, these taco places where you get the tortilla and they used to, you could go there and put your own toppings yeah. on there. Yeah. So I brought in there and I had each pocket, I had things all ready to go. And I just set up, I staged a whole area there. There's little dipping sauces and queso. What were and, you dipping into it? We have the queso sauce. You have the chips. At a movie theater. Yes. Okay. It was wonderful. Wow. That takes that to, I mean, I could see sneaking some licorice in occasionally, but you took that to a whole new level of uh, um, theft. That'd be theft because you stole. Have you had the Australian red licorice before? Oh God, yes. Why is that so good? Because it's so thick. Oh my God. And the flavor. It's thick and I mean, juicy. It, it makes Twizzlers. Bursts with just yeah, cherry Yeah, it filled. makes Twizzlers just like nothing. But can I get back to my pet peeve on this? So they real butter now, they're charging you for it, okay? Which, and then they don't tell you. And this happened to me once. I was at a Texas roadhouse, and I ordered the special steak, and everybody says, you got to try their bread. Have you ever done a Texas roadhouse before? Yes. Do you like their, do you like it? I like the premise. I like, I like the, 
Americana food. Everybody always says, well, you got to love, I love their bread. And I'm like, okay, I like bread too. I didn't like their bread. But anyway, she says, sir, do you want sauteed onions and mushrooms on your steak? Yeah, sure. Three bucks. I get a bill for $3. They don't tell you. She did not tell me that. That was a deliberate intention to misguide me so that she could get a bigger tip. The guacamole will be extra. That, that upset me. I was That was one of my pet peeves. I remember it reminds me of a kid when I was in swimming class when I was a little kid. And they said, jump in the deep end. Do you want to use the pole to help you? And I'm like, sure, I'll use the pole. I didn't pass the class. Why didn't you tell me, do you want to use the pole to this day? <laughs> what pole are you referring to? You know, they have the little shepherd's uh, pole to rescue people. If, so, you ever, if you look in a YMCA, they have that big shepherd's pole, little hook. Okay. So if I would, you know, I'm like, yeah, sure. It's like <laughs> you. It's like, do you want this? Yeah. Do you want guacamole? Sure. Do you want, you know, 24 karat gold flake on there? Sure. <laughs> but you yeah. failed. Oh, man. And you haven't recovered since. You've been a complete failure ever since a young man. Now I yes. understand. Yes. It explains a lot. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, I feel, and I'm, what you know, can I talk more pet peeves? Yes, we are, because I'm going to grab some of mine, too. All Go right, ahead. my Minnesota Vikings and the, the, the collapse, uh, the colossal collapse. To me, that's a pet peeve. And I've got a real weird one. When I go into the restroom, I like the toilet paper. Are you an over-the-top guy, or do you like the toilet paper to come from the bottom, the actual toilet paper roll? You know, a lot of people, it drives them nuts. Yeah. I don't really care. Most of the time, it's just sitting on the, on the counter because I'm too lazy to put it in there. I like it coming over the top, because if it's on the bottom, then you have to actually physically remember i lead my life where i don't want to move more than six inches at any given moment and if the toilet paper actually comes from the backside and you can't quite see it hanging down then you have to put some effort forth and try to reach for the toilet paper it's it's way too much work please leave it over the top the toilet paper have you ever used a bidet no but i do see commercials uh as seen on tv and i'm thinking about it i think that'd be cool you know what a bidet is right uh I just said I saw them on TV. I've never seen a commercial for a bidet. For, oh no, they've got these cute little and like, they, and they always have a woman installing it to make it look like, wow, if a woman can do it, then I can do it. Yeah, you connect it to the water supply that goes to your toilet, and then you get a cool, refreshing little shot. It's a, it's a drinking fountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a drinking fountain. But I, I never knew that the ones at the water parks. I always thought those were bidets, and apparently they're not. So I apologize to everyone that. Had a witness. Oh boy! Well, they're they're fun. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's. Should we see some of my uh, pet peeves? Why do we call them pet peeves? I don't know. They're not related. They to should an be neutered. Yeah. Remember, people, please spay and neuter your pet peeves. Thank you, Bob Barker. Thank you. <laughs> the price is wrong, bitch. I don't like people that walk and read books. I don't like it. Does, who does that? Oh, you see it all the time. No, you see people walking and reading their phones. No, they and walk like and that. read books. Pay attention. Never seen that in my oh, life. You're an idiot. I go go to the mall. I work at the I work at the food court. Watch. Who t- nobody reads anymore. Come on, they everybody's do. on their phones. They do. They walk and read. I Pay beg attention. you to find somebody that. Pay attention. Has a, there's nobody that has a book. Everybody's on their phone, head down, buried in the sand on their phone. So they walk and read books. I don't like that. Okay. Oh, people that sit on the floor. What's wrong with that? What is that? So you. Because there is available seating right there. So you'll see at the mall, you'll see it at the airport. There'll be some, someone sitting Indian style on the floor. Usually, I, I applaud usually, them because I you, could never get Usually down. by a door. <laughs> like sit, you'll see it. Or they'll sit on window sills, but there's seating available. Yeah. I think I, I like, marvel at the fact that they're down on the floor sitting Indian style. I haven't been able to do that since I've been like the fourth grade. And if I were to do it now, we'd need about 10 people to assist me. Or here's another one. Facebook. Yeah. You love Facebook. 
Yeah, that's my general. Make sure list. make sure you guys like us on Facebook. Powerful yeah. page. But on Facebook, they'll post a video or an article, and then in the comments section, they just tag their friend. Drives me nuts. Comments are for funny comments or ragey comments like you. You comment all the time. I do. I try but to I'll, backdoor that stuff. But yeah. I'll see a video, and then all the, all the comments are just people tagging their friends. If you like it so much, take five minutes out of your life and put it on their page. But then again, I put stuff on your page, and you... You don't even know it's there. Oh, you didn't tag me in it. I love there's that there's that voice. I, didn't ta- I counted how many times you've done that voice three times today. I call that the Kermit the Frog voice. Thanks. I will what, do it. I will do it again. What else you got for pet peeves? I got one. Okay. You know we travel quite a bit via truck because I'm too cheap to fly. And you go to the restroom, and there are two restrooms. One says male or men. One says female or women. And we all have to sit there and wait if there's a man in the male one while the woman one goes unused. Why in gosh green earth do we not, are we not able to use that female bathroom at a moment of crisis? Well, the females always come in the males all the time. I know, but. And then everyone gets all excited, all the guys. It's always at some uh, concert. Some chick will come in and everyone's, oh. I know, but you're not, when you go to the convenience yes. store. You've got the, just, just make the bathroom unisex, okay? Why isn't it monosex? Because there's more than one. No. Yeah, mono's one. Monocycle. So make the bathroom, for goodness gracious, unisex. Don't put woman, male on it. Don't make me go through the excruciating pain of having to wait for some guy who's dumping in front of me, and I can't. Then we're, I don't even want to go in behind him. We're all equal. No, we're not. Not at the point when we're in the bathroom. No, we're all equal. So we should have equal bathrooms. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Can I give you some life hacks? Yeah. Friends, flock of Amish. I got some life hacks for you. Do you enjoy Pop-Tarts? I love what cinnamon. It, what is your favorite? Cinnamon? The, the cinnamon one. I love it. Absolutely love it. So here's what you do. Do you eat it just right out of the package? I usually do, yeah. Toast them. Have you toasted them in a toaster before? Um, I think we've all done that, but... So this is, a lot of people don't. I don't think they really realize that it's designed for the toaster mm-hmm. because people don't make toast anymore. Right. Well, but, I do. I actually had two but, butter, peanut butter toast this morning. It's doughy. So you crisp it up. It's kind of like, have you had pizza rolls in the oven versus the microwave? Yes. No one, no one puts pizza rolls in the oven anymore. The young right. kids. Yeah. You put it in there, crisps it up. So if you do enjoy your Pop-Tarts. Put them in the toaster. Yeah, but see, the problem with the toaster is I think it softens it too much, and I like a little snap on that no, crumbliness. No, the toaster crisps it up. It's wonderful. Well, here's a little life. You know how you, you eat pizza, and then the next day you go back in because you didn't finish it? Yeah, right, like that happens at my house. Anyway, if it were to happen, you take the pizza, and you don't like it cold. You fry it in the pan. You got it. Put a little olive oil in yeah, there. Yeah, that, that's my idea. Fry it in the pan. Was that your idea? Did I steal your idea? Yeah. It's brilliant. It is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I haven't tried it yet. That was, uh, my father did that. Wonderful. He was one of the more brilliant. Yeah, he is very brilliant. Powerful. We should do an uh, an hour dedication to your dad. He's a renaissance man. Is he really? How do they know all that stuff back then? They're just sneaking information that you and I didn't read. That's all. No, it's. I think it's a gift from God because now it's YouTube. Everyone goes on the YouTubes. Yeah. But back in the day, they just where did this? Well, your dad was one of those guys that was walking while reading. Yeah. Where? No, he he never did that. Did he? No. Where did the wisdom come from? It's like the pyramids. The Egyptians didn't build that shit. Who did? Aliens. 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 Come on. Yeah. Come on. Where does all that knowledge go? Yeah. Hmm. 
No, but I remember firsthand experience with your father. He was very he's a powerful, powerful individual. And it's weird with uh brilliant people. They think outside the box, so they, these ideas sound stupid. Mm-hmm. But then later on you're like, wait a minute, that was right. Yep. I got one more life hack for you people that live in the I love life in the, hacks. In the great white north, the frozen. Yep. When you're snow blowing or plowing your driveway shoveling. Yes. Go about halfway out into the street, kids. What do you mean? Because you, you know you shovel your your uh, driveway, your walk, and then there's the apron, you know, where it feeds in from the street. Shovel about you know a quarter way out because when that plow comes, it just drops another line down a giant mountain that we you have call to go. that a windrow is the actual terminology. Yeah, yes. yes. Well, so my hack is I go halfway out, I blow it all the way around, so when that guy comes, the little what is a windrow? It's a windrow. Windrow Wilson comes by. Yeah. The Wilson sisters, heart, powerful yep. female band. Yeah. You blow that out, and then you get a smaller window. You well, have a small window of opportunity. I generally do that when I'm when I'm shoveling. I'll uh, get to the bottom of the driveway, and I will take most of that in a light snowfall, and put it into the middle of the road, and almost try to go to the halfway over the halfway point, so that my snow ends up as a windrow for the neighbor. Truthfully, so you're a snow removal guy, correct? Oh yeah, yes. You guys don't give a shit about the street or the walk or anything, do you? It's just you just go on there as fast as you can. What, no, do you, what do you mean by don't give a shit about the street or the walk? I don't follow you. There's no quality. Like if you shovel the walk or snow blow, you just, you just go in there as fast as you can, ram into things. Well, I mean. You don't want to do a quality job. Well, you, that's not true. Sometimes you, you, you're, not, you're forced to not do a quality job, but you should always come back and finish it. It's, it's not how you left it initially. You should come back to it, though, because keep in mind, the more snow you have, the more people are complaining, the quicker you got to get through your, your route. And basically, your goal is just to allow people to have accessibility, okay? Um, people will bitch if they can't get out of their driveways. People will bitch if they, they'll always find something to bitch about when it comes to snow removal. You could do a curb-to-curb, sidewalk-to-sidewalk professional job. They'll still bitch. You put the snow in the wrong spot. There's no pleasing when it comes to snow removal. So I've been there. It's grueling having to try to please people. You know, I did, uh, I was on the Netflix too. I did, David Letterman has a new show. Ish. Can't stand David Letterman. You liked him in the 80s though, right? No, I never did. You never did. Never you did. were a Jay Leno guy. Yeah, I was Jay Leno. I liked Carson. him. I liked him when he took over like the drive through when people would order food. But he went from the 80s guy and then he turned into the crotchety old guy. What's up with the beard? No, what is that? Yeah, it's that crotchety old guy. Now he's, you know, the, he's the crotchety guy from Home Alone now. Yeah. And he had Barack Obama on there. Yeah, I his, did see a little bit of that. They oh, God, could he kiss his ass anymore? Oh, I know. It was just embarrassing. And, he, and it's like, oh, what should we do, Barack? What's going on in this country? Did you man up? Seriously. <laughs> man up. Yeah. They should have like a cool... I'm going to cough up. I'm going to cough up the yeah, lung. They should have a cool <laughs> cool interview show with powerful men. Well, me and you, that we're cool yes, interview show. Yes, exactly. Did you want to interview me about any time? Yes, powerful. But you did about but, the snow. But I liked the 80s David Letterman. I didn't. I didn't now, now he's like, ugh. Yeah, he was... Speaking of Jay Leno, do you ever watch Jay Leno's Garage? Do you like his car shows? No, I don't. I'm not big into cars. I know he is, um, obviously, but... Uh, yeah, no, I've kind of stopped. So I don't know what happened with Jay Leno. And I'm not a big fan of Fallon either. He started off strong, but 
I, I don't know. I late night TV. I just don't watch. It used to remember back when you had like zero choices. There was wasn't much to watch, so you would watch late night TV. David Letterman. You'd watch uh, Jay Leno. But now those shows are just lost. There's so much out there to watch with with Netflix and HBO and Direct TV on the go and Hulu. I'm not big into those at all, especially uh, the guy on four. It's just a Trump bashing session for an hour. It just gets, it's like, okay, let's make fun of something Stephen Colbert. Thank you. Yeah. I guess he turned me off probably to all of them. It just got so old, the, the climate, the political climate. I don't watch that stuff to hear. I don't want to hear that stuff anymore. You get enough with Fox and CNN. I want to, I want to be entertained. And I don't want to hear about Trump anymore from, from that, you know, when I listen to those pro- programs. Well, um, I have a topic of discussion here. Powerful. Very powerful. Please share with the flock of Amish. Yeah, there's certain things that, um, believe it or not, are going to be disappearing as time goes on. Twelve. Not, not your waistline, obviously. That's gone. I can't see it anymore because my stomach sticks out too far. Waistline's long gone. Yeah, you, you, you disproved the flat earth theory. Twelve everyday things that will soon disappear, Dags. Does anything come to mind in your lifetime that's already disappeared? Uh, my clock radio. Um, well, we still have to wake up. Or do you, do people use their cell phones? But landlines have disappeared. Videotapes, VCRs have disappeared. But what's going to disappear, those are things that, for the most part, are already gone. When you say disappear, they'll always be uh, around for the nerds, though. The, what will be? You know, like the, the phonograph, the VCR. There'll always be people that... Landlines won't be around. I don't, you know... They're they're going to be gone though. Here's one that shocks me: chocolate. You might well have to say goodbye to your favorite chocolate, considering the pace at which cocoa production is reducing. The time isn't far off when chocolate may vanish entirely. Does that strike you as odd? We might not have chocolate. Naturally occurring, or can they splice it, or do the I, I don't know. It just Mendel's says chocolate. Law and- Here's another thing that is bad news for a lot of people. Gold is slowly disappearing from Earth's surface, and miners are pulling themselves out of this business. Now, does this shock you here? This is of 12 cash. Cash and even credit cards and debit cards, for that matter, may soon stop making any sense. Just as nobody thought 50 years back that cash would be replaced by cards, the next 50 years is going to see another transformation in transaction methods. Your smartphone and fingerprints will be enough to buy your favorite stuff. Signatures are soon to become a thing of the past. The latest advance in technology is biometrics, such as iris, fingerprint, and voice recognition. Let me ask you about signatures. When you sign something, do you do a real signature or a scribbleture? Well, I do a combination of the both. I do. What happened was when I worked in radio, we had to sign a log in five different places on an hourly basis. Did you fake that log? No. So my full name, I have a very lengthy last name. I had to change it from how I normally did it because it was just out of sheer laziness. And that's the signature that I have today, which I use very rarely. Now, let me ask you this. When you sign powerful legal documents, do you try to pretend and do a better signature? No. You don't? Okay. I don't. Not at all. And I don't do a lot of powerful uh, um, signatures for the most part. You know, and, and cursive. 
I, I'm, that's not on the list, but how long is that going to be around? Well, they don't teach it anymore in school. Well, that's my point. But I want to know how are people going to be able to read my sweet neck tattoo? Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, remote controls. How many remote controls do you have at home right now? This is a huge dependence. Is that's funny how you call it remote control. That seems very dated, doesn't it? Doesn't it? This is what they're going by here. Remote control. However, with the Internet of Things seeing regular advancements, the need for remote is soon coming to an end. Voice commands and voice searches. Honest to goodness gracious, we're not going to have to leave our couches ever soon. I'm loving life. Why are some uh, voice technologies really good and some are horrible? I know. I think Siri. Or not Siri. Uh, I have uh, Amazon. What's her name? Is it good? Yeah. She has pretty good voice recognition. Alexa? Alexa. It's funny because, uh, yeah. Anyway, I won't get into that story because I'm a, I want to give you more things here. The door is ajar. The door is ajar. How about traffic jams? Doesn't that sound like a dream? It soon could be reality, and you know how that would be. Man, that's my traffic jam. Thus, with all cars driving safely, there'd be no traffic jams existing on any of the roads. It is also expected that even car mirrors will not be required if we have self-driving cars. Some of the top car companies have already started manufacturing such mirrorless cars. Would you? The problem with self-driving cars, unless we all have one, they're no good. It defeats the purpose. So you'd have to wake up and say, tomorrow nobody can drive themselves. It has to be self-driving cars. That's what the premise is based on. You, don't th- you can't have half and half, correct? They're trying to control us. We need the freedom of movement. Right, but... You saw the car that doesn't even have a steering wheel? It's just a box. I don't like that. Just a box. Oh, that scares me. Matter of fact, with our Super Bowl here being hosted in Minneapolis-St. Paul area, they're trying this little bus I saw on Facebook that is all artificial intelligence. There's nobody driving it. And you go into it. It's a smaller bus, but it takes you kind of – it's not going to take you very far, but it's just some company showing off its technology. It's here. It's alive. And it's Memorex. Okay. Um, here's bad news for you because you'll probably be fired. Fast food workers. You're going to have to look for a new job. Taking orders. I'm an expert. Not anymore. Taking no, or- I'm handcrafted. I'm an artisan. You're a sandwich artist. We get it. I'm a sandwich artist. I'm an impressionist. Eater. Taking orders, preparing meals, and serving guests are jobs that will be easily handled by bots. While touch screens will be installed for selecting items from the menu, your favorite meal will be assembled by the bots themselves. Delivery of food will no longer be a big deal. But then, matter of fact, Sam's Club has changed this. You no longer, you know, they've got the hot dogs, the the, the uh, um, chips, Snapchat. chips. Yeah, when you go to Sam's Club, you no longer order from a person. You do it all from the kiosk, and then it gives you your order number, and then you wait for the TV to show order up number. You know, it's not robots in the back. But they're close. There's too many steps, though. I don't like steps. I don't mind robots, but I don't want steps. What do you mean, steps? Click here, highlight here. Oh, I, know. I know. Too many steps. I want a robot that, like, just go give me the thing. You know, the thing I like? Yeah. It knows. The thing I like. Here, here's one that kind of shocks me. Surgeons. Skilled professionals in the medical field will soon be looking for a new job with artificial intelligence in robotic solutions gaining control. All major operations and surgeries maybe undertaken by robots. Well, why wouldn't they, though, if you think about it? But you only get one cut, right? Like I always say, cut twice, measure once. Right. Diabetes. Diabetes. 
You may say goodbye. That may say goodbye to us in the future. Oh, that's got to be the best thing ever. Autoimmune diseases. Firstly, scientists are already looking for a clone of sugar, which will look and taste just like sugar without its ill effects. I thought that's what NutraSweet was. Or no, aspartame. And if that doesn't suffice, people with diabetes will be able to implant a healthy islet of Langerhans cells into their pancreas to prevent diabetes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they cure autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the, the horrible thing. It's you're healthy, but your own body is attacking itself. Now, here's another one uh, might scare you, Dags. Privacy. 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 Wherever you are, wherever you go with the advancement of technology, you will always be under watch. Your click habits, we already kind of know that's happening. Your click habits and shopping patterns patterns may soon be recorded. And it will not make any difference if you have logged out or you go offline. This may also be thought of as the end of privacy as we know it today. Yeah, micro uh, microphones are everywhere. And then people with Alexa and all that, they're like, oh, I have it turned off. It's not on. Well, the awake word. It's always on. Yeah. It's always remotely on. I'm like, if you're that bored, you want to listen to what I'm doing, feel free to. But I have an exciting life. I know you do. Yes. You're like a a double agent. I get it. Um, This one doesn't shock me at all. Locks and keys. We're going from 12 to number one. I'm at number two here. So we got this one and the next one. Um, Locks and keys will become cliched in the next 20 to 30 years. I don't even see that happening that far off. You may well have to take your children and grandchildren to museums to show them these ancient items. So who is going to take care of the safety of all your belongings? Well, you will soon have key card readers to do the job. Some car companies have already introduced vehicles with push button ignitions. Every hotel in the world, they've eliminated the keys 20 years ago, you know. So this one, it ranks up as the number two of 12. I, I, I know I'm a little disappointed with the key thing, but. And then finally, drum roll, please. All right, number one, chargers. Chargers that you just San Diego or chargers that you just can't afford to lose will soon become unnecessary in the wireless world of Bluetooth, NFC, and Wi-Fi networking. All we might need will be a charging surface without any cords. Of course, you might think this has already been created by Tesla, but there's more. There's a chance that the remote charging may soon become a reality and you will be able to charge your phone from anywhere without physical contact at all. Life may seem much more comfortable with all these things around us, but once gone, you might think that you never needed them at all. What do you think will be the result of such drastic changes? Share your comments to Amish Baby Machine. Powerful list, powerful episode. I want to thank everyone that is listening, are listening, will listen to this powerful episode. We only ask one thing. Please tell a friend about this podcast. Get on the internets, get on your social media, share, share, like, chat. What else do they do? Sleep. Whatever you do on the internets, please think of us. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. The Amish Baby Machine podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish Baby Machine and visit our webpage, www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved.